0: This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. You would have noticed the title of the sermon, Axes and Cobras. Let's see how this one goes. (laughs) Benjamin Dunkley dreamed of expanding his life. In the 1870s, it was time for this Englishman to broaden his horizons and immigrate to Australia. And it was time to take his experience as a cotton weaver and a hatter and build something new, and so he did. He started the Kensington Hat Mills, and it rapidly expanded. Things were going well. In no time at all, there were 30 employees making 40,000 hats a year but all that glimmers ain't gold. I don't know if you've ever set out on a new, on a new you know, expedition to expand your life, but things often go wrong. And in three short years, the Kensington hat mills went bankrupt. What do we do when we have dreams of growth and expansion, but things go wrong along the way? And the beginning of the year... We often set big hopes for the future, resolutions perhaps, but many of us give up at the first hurdle. I am so used to giving up my resolutions that I've given up writing them all together. The problem is, you know, any time I set a resolution about a health goal, the problem about working at Narara Valley Baptist Church and living in Point Frederick is you need to drive past about three KFCs before you get here. So I've given up writing them all together. What do we do when troubles come? When our dreams are shattered, when our hopes are crushed, when everything that could go wrong does. Bankruptcy. Well, Benjamin Dunkley waited until the restrictions on his bankruptcy were lifted, and he kept building his dream and reestablished the company. A company with 150 years of history, making 240,000 hats a year, a Kubra, an Aboriginal word for head covering. I am proud to wear this hat alongside heroes like our Australian service men and women and Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> all things lost, all things broken, all things bankrupt can be restored. But you didn't come here for a motivational sermon or talk about my hat. And the spiritual battles you face are real and present, and I believe for these struggles we can find hope in the Word of God today. Kensington Hat Company, the Akubra. They really had interesting style back then, didn't they? (laughs) The hats were quite a lot taller. Today, uh, my favorite book to preach from books uh, One and Two Kings: The Stories of Elijah and elisha and uh This first sermon of the year, I get to do a preacher's pick, which means I get to pick the passages I preach from, which means I am going to preach from my favourite books. And uh, today we're going to go through the story found in 2 Kings chapter 6, if you want to find that. We're going to go through verse by verse and see what we can learn about what we do when we have big hopes and dreams, when we set out to expand and things start to go wrong. Let's uh, start reading together. Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, see the place where we dwell under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and each of us there get a log and let us make a place for us to dwell there. And he answered, go. So let's set the scene and and figure out who we're really talking about in this passage. Now, the sons of the prophets... We assume that these are like a guild of prophets, uh, uh, disciples of Elisha, a school of followers. Elisha, a, a prophet of his day, has these followers who are under his charge, who are learning from him, who is teaching, who is discipling, who is growing in the things of the prophetic. Elisha is like the man of God in this situation. To really make it basic, I like to think of the Old Testament prophets as the voice of God for a generation. He's like the mouthpiece of God to this generation, this God figure, this, this man of God. And he's leading this guild of prophets, this school of prophets, this group of disciples. And uh, they are growing. There is expansion on all fronts. He's collecting, his, his school is growing, the Guild of Prophets is growing, people are learning things, people are, people are growing, people, more followers want to follow Elisha and hear about the things of God and they come to Elisha and they say, you know, this place you have for us, it's too small, we need to grow, we need to expand, will you help us grow and expand? So they want to go to the Jordan and cut down trees and make a new place to dwell And Elisha answered, go. There are plans for expansion, and Elisha approves. Expansion is good, and we should take opportunities. Expansion is good, and we should take opportunities. Uh, Some expansion in your life, well, I guess it could look like Uh, planning a family, maybe you're at a stage of life where it's ready for you to start planning a family, you feel like it's time to expand, maybe you are moving house, it's time to grow into a new physical dwelling, maybe you have a new career or in your current career the boss is saying We need to expand. Maybe you have new ministry goals like myself. I genuinely believe that each and every single one of us should be always assessing our ministry, how we're serving here in the local body of believers, how we're serving out there in the community. I looked up some stats. I did the maths. We need to expand because with best estimates, 369,731 people on the Central Coast are not part of a faith community. And I believe God is real, therefore they should be. That's a lot of people who need Jesus. When you go to Mariners' games and the stadium looks full, that's still a tiny amount of the people on the Central Coast. There's plenty of people on the Central Coast who still don't know who the Mariners are. (laughs) But imagine having a church, imagine that many people being in church in the first place. That would be a miracle in itself. People need Jesus. Ministry should always be expanding. This church has growth on the horizon. Why? Because Jesus builds his church. Right here at Valley Baptist, I have no doubt in my mind, expansion on the horizon. Expansion is good. Maybe you have health goals or devotional goals. Maybe in your personal private life you're going, this heart needs to grow. This soul, this spirit needs to expand expansion is good, and Elisha, the man of God, the voice of God, the mouthpiece of God, says go. If you have plans for expansion, I believe God says go, not just because of this story, but because of all the stories I read in the Word of God. Go. Or a great Hillsong song by Hillsong United that we still sing in youth. Go. It's one of the best ones. They should bring back more Hillsong United-esque songs because they're still, they're, they're still gold. They're still golden. There's always room for expansion. Benjamin Buck... Uh, what is his name? Benjamin Dunkley saw room for expansion. In the 1870s, there were rabbit plagues. Uh, you may have noticed in this picture before... They're holding rabbits. Now, if you're a vegan, I apologise for this part of the story. (laughs) But Benjamin Dunkley not only decided to start a hat company, but also invented new methods to remove the hair from rabbits and turn them into hats. Benjamin Dunkley, the guy who started a Kubra, he created the method in which we harvest, for lack of a better word, the fur that makes these hats. He saw room for expansion, rabbit plagues, rabbits everywhere. What are we going to do with all these rabbits? And he thought we should turn them into hats. And thank goodness he did, because this hat looks great on me. (laughs) (laughs) There's always room for expansion in your life and in mine. Let's keep reading. And then one of them said, be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with him. So the disciples, they come, you know, they say, we have this plan. We need to expand our dwelling. We've got these plans for expansion. We're growing. We want to grow. Elisha says, right, go. And they say, well, would you please be pleased to come with us? Please be pleased to come with us. It is good to have wisdom and mentors. Take the right people with you. In my life, <laughs> almost any success I've ever experienced, whether that be in, 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 my, fin- in my finances, in my, in, my, um, in my relationships, in my friendships, in my ministry, uh, I can bring it all back to the mentors I have who I've always surrounded myself with. Uh, right from the beginning, I remember when I was just coming into the things of God, the things of the Spirit, trying to grow, I remember I had a great mentor, I called him my spiritual father in some sense, who was living in the granny flat of his house, and uh, every night I would go and I would drink tea with Mr. Riley, and I would just ask him millions of questions. Back in that day, I didn't have a life in the Spirit course to attend, I just had a mind that was inquisitive and I sat with someone who had done the journey and I asked question after question after question, silly questions, crazy questions, questions. I've always surrounded myself with mentors and supervisors and wisdom. I still do it today. I had a mentoring session just this Friday morning surrounding myself with people who can speak into my life. Take the right people with you. When it comes to a Kubra, the difference between a failed company, a bankrupt company, and a successful one was the business partner. If you read the story, the reason he went bankrupt the first time, he took the wrong people with him. The reason it succeeded the second time, he took the right people with him. Take the right people with you. More importantly, we need to know that God goes with us. Elisha this God character in this story. You know, he's the man of God in this story. And Jesus says things like, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. Whatever venture you're setting out on this year, whether it feels like it is a spiritual venture or whether it feels like it is a secular venture, not that I think there's any difference, I think every single thing we do is spiritual, but no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're heading into, you need to make sure that God is going with you. Not only do you make sure of that, but you need to be aware that He is. If you're a Christian, a believer in God, I believe his spirit dwells within you. Everywhere you go, he goes with you. And that's important to note. Don't set out on any venture, any expansion, without knowledge that Jesus is with you, even to the end of the world. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. And as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water and he cried out. So they all go on a journey, they all go on a journey, they've head down to the Jordan, they're gonna build a new dwelling, they're chopping down trees, they're Mm. chopping down trees, they're chopping down trees, they're chopping down trees. And all of a sudden he swings his axe and it was a cheap one from Bunnings and so the axe head just went flying (laughs) into the drink, into the Jordan River. I've been to the Jordan River, you can't see through that water, it's, uh, it's brown and so the axe head is into the drink and he's, he doesn't know what to do, so he cries out, <laughs> you know, it's like a situation, you have these plans for expansion, everything's looking good, God's even, you know, the man of God is coming with you to witness your, your strong arms as he hit down a tree, you know, you're doing all the work, everything's going good. And all of a sudden, the axe head goes flying. And he cried out. His axe head fell into the water. It happens. It happens. Things go wrong in life. I don't know what it is for you, but in whatever dreams you have for expansion, I know people go through hard things. I know that Uh, sometimes people have dreams of expanding their family and for unknown reasons that only are known by God the Father in heaven that doesn't end up being possible I know that people who want to move house you know they it's hard it's like that that period of time the cooling off the you know the negotiating with people who are trying to say I know it can get difficult you have these big dreams I know you have health goals and you drive past KFC and you smell that salt and grease. It happens. It happens. At the moment, I have dreams of expanding my, my vehicle, I've recently had an opportunity through an auntie and uncle to buy a new car. I want to expand my uh, engine capacity, my towing capacity, my ability to travel around Australia and go on I want to expand but, you know, and I've very excited i have joined the car Facebook groups I've looking up all the details I know everything but my axe head's gone flying first I need to sell my current car and that's not always easy do you understand it happens it happens you set out on a new devotional journey this year you want to read the Bible in a year and you get to Deuteronomy or Leviticus it happens the axe head goes flying. You miss two days in a row, and all of a sudden you've got to read 10 chapters to catch up. Oh no. Oh no. You try the audio Bible, and it puts you to sleep. <laughs> you miss half the book. <laughs> it happens. You become a Christian, your life changes, and you fall into whatever your sin is again. It happens. And he cried out. Akrubra was going really, really well. Like I said, it currently produces 240,000 hats a year. And after they they rebuilt their company, uh, the depression hit. And it looked like they could go bankrupt again, the Great Depression. Uh, And the only way to fix that was all the staff had to get together, the over 100 staff they had and they all decided at a time when money was short, at a time during the Great Depression, they all decided each employee, we're all gonna take a 10% pay cut. It happens. In the middle of the Great Depression, they've gotta take a pay cut to keep their job. Every single employee, it happens. Luckily, or unluckily, whichever way you look at it in this particular situation, shortly after the Depression, the war started and they had to make a lot more hats. And so, what the company did once they came back from that terrible time was anyone from their company who enlisted in the military, they also continued to pay their salary to bump up what they earned. As a thank you to everyone who took a 10% pay cut. But your company can be going along good, and it can happen. And he cried out, Alas, my master, it was borrowed. It was borrowed. Here's a funny story, Dean. May I tell a story about a borrowed jet ski? Or just, um <laughs> uh, you know, me and Dean went out jet skiing, and he borrowed a mate's jet ski. And we're just jet skiing around. It's really, really, really fun. We're, I, you know, my jet ski, I'm just flying. And Dean, at this point, he's borrowing a better jet ski off a friend. And he's just flying. He's zooming past me. Everything looks good for Dean. He looks like he's got the better jet ski, the better energy. He, he just generally looks cooler than me. Uh, but all of a sudden, Dean's jet ski starts. The steering doesn't work and we notice that his steering cable has snapped. And all of a sudden I'm having to tow Dean back to the shore. Now the fear with that is not just that the steering cable snapped, although that could have been incredibly dangerous. Although me and Dean drive very responsibly on jet skis. We're not hoons. Um, The problem is not that the steering cable snapped. The problem is that we're out there borrowing a couple of jet skis and they're borrowed. How do you make that phone call back to the person? <laughs> hey, mate, thanks for letting me borrow your jet ski. Now, this, ha- this is not fault of my own. It was, a dodgy, it was a dodgy axe, but the axe head went flying. How do you make that phone call? Hey, this is no fault of my own, but the steering cable snapped on your jet ski. The first thing they're going to say is, how fast were you going? We will say, reasonable speeds. <laughs> That's a scary premise. Not only did it happen, but it was borrowed. It was borrowed. It was borrowed. He's now in debt. If he doesn't get this axe head back, it's not just that he can't build and expand anymore. It's that he's in debt, a debt he can't pay. He's just he's just, you know, he's a Bible college student following the school of prophets. He's eating me goreen for lunch. He can't pay for the axe head, it was borrowed. But he knows who to call to. He calls to the master who is always with him. Will you call to the master when you have a debt that you can't pay? Will you seek wisdom, humble yourself, when you're in a situation you can't figure out? Will you call to the master when you have a debt that you can't pay? Or will you go looking for your axe head and look something like this, this guy? Humility can save us a world of pain. And sometimes we need to humble ourselves and recognise that we need help. We need to call to the Master. And then the man of God said, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float, made the axe head rise to the surface. First question is, where did it fall and when he showed him the place? You know, when we're in a sticky situation, when things start to go wrong, I believe it's incredibly important to become aware, to become self-aware. It takes a lot of work to become self-aware. Like when things go wrong, you need to know where it went wrong. When me and Dean are on those jet skis, we take the seat off, we're looking through the engine, we find the problem. If your devotional life is, you know, not as strong as it should be, we need to become self-aware and find the problem. When we're struggling with all different sorts of things in our lives, we need to be self-aware and know the problem. Sometimes the problem is outside of our control. Sometimes the problem is inside of our control. But it is good to become self-aware. In fact, God, the God who is with you always can help you with that. Search my heart, O Lord. Help me become self-aware. Is this problem in my control or outside of my control? In this situation, it's completely outside of his control. The ax head, it's not his fault the ax head flew. It's not his fault he can't see through the water. Out of his control. I wonder how many mistakes in our lives are outside of our control. But if they are in our control, it becomes a lot easier. And he made the iron float. All things can be restored. I saw this post about Nakubra this week. She's good as new. Andrew's hat went under a slasher a few years back, but nothing a few stitches can't fix. Show us your beat up hats. I think I'd prefer to wear this hat. It looks like it's got a story to tell. There's nothing a few stitches can't fix. I believe all things can be restored. I really, really do. In, in this story, the story of Elisha, I mean it is restored good as new, like the ax head floats and fix the ax. But sometimes we have a few stitches that can be seen. Sometimes we have a few scars. But I know, after a long time in ministry, (laughs) more important than that, a long time in life, all things can be restored. God can work in my life, he can work in yours. God can stitch up a broken hat. A kubra's last forever. All things can be restored. You know, to really take it back to the beginning of the story, The biggest mistakes in our lives, the faulty axes, you know, it's sin. Literally, to miss is the, you know, Strong's Concordance. That's what pastors use to, this is blue letter Bible app or something. And, you know, I've looked up the word sin and it means to miss, to go wrong. Literally like mistake, to make mistakes. Mistakes because of your own, what you've done and because of what other people have done to you. Sin, literally. This isn't a sermon about like, oh, you want to you want a bigger house, pray to God and no matter what goes wrong, you'll get a bigger house. This isn't a sermon about you want to expand your finances, well, pray to God and you'll get better finances. This isn't a sermon about, Lewis, you want a car, pray to me and I'll help you sell your car. Now, I will pray to God that he'll help me sell my car, but that's not what this sermon's about. That's not what this sermon's about. This sermon is about the idea that the biggest mistakes in our lives are not the faulty axes in our everyday life, they're the faulty axes in here. It's sin, literally, to miss. Each of us have our faulty axes in here. Each of us goes along our life's journey trying to become more like Christ, trying to expand in our spiritual lives, and axes, heads, go, flying. I've been a Christian for a very, very long time, and if there's anyone in this room that tells me that they've never had their spiritual life fly off the handle, well, You know, I've met a lot of you, and I've met me. Axe heads fly. Axe heads fly. And it's a debt that we cannot pay. The sin in our world and the sin in our lives, the mistakes we make, you know, it's a debt we cannot pay. We can't restore them. It's in the murky waters. We can't go scuba diving. It's not going to work. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, a.k.a. it's a debt we cannot pay. We cannot fix this problem ourselves. Some problems we can fix ourselves, some problems we cannot. All things can be restored, but this is a debt we cannot pay. The axe head floating is a miracle, a literal miracle. You can attend a lot of Life in the Spirit courses, but I would be very impressed if any of you ever made an axe head float. This is the real miracle, having a debt paid that we can't pay. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and that is the miracle. And if you're new or visiting or still exploring these things, I, I implore you, meet with anyone in this room that looks like they have a kind face. Meet with any of our pastors, and let us explain to you why this is the biggest miracle of all time. A better miracle than iron floating. The end of the story, it ends like this and he said take it up and so he reached out his hand and he took it. You know, a miracle is great. A miracle, make an iron float, you know, almost could look like a party trick. In a previous life I was a magician, not the kind that tries to deceive people. I was one of those comedy magicians, you know, just children's parties and things of that nature. (laughs) And I could do a lot of cool things. I could make a lot of cool things happen. You know, the miracle isn't just in the cool thing happening. Making the iron axe head float is meaningless unless you reach out and take it. God can give you all the solutions you need in every area of your life, even if you don't like the solutions he suggests, even if you don't like the miracles he does to restore your situation in the practical. But he can give you every opportunity to have all things restored. In fact, he's already done it. He did it on the cross. You know when Elisha throws in the stick into the water, he throws in the stick and that makes the iron axe head float. I like to think of that like the wood of the cross coming into our situation, fixing our debt, but unless you take back the axe head, unless you accept the miracle, what's the point, what's the point? In your life you might need a miracle, maybe in the practical, maybe there's expansion you have on the horizon this year, and I beg you, well, god says go i warn you things may go wrong but take the right people with you invite god into that expansion when things go wrong know who to call to call out to heavenly father call out to god know who to call to and when god does a miracle in your life don't neglect the miracle reach out and take it, because a hat as good as this is only good if you wear it. Amen. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9:30 a.m. and 5 p.m., or on our website at www.nvBC. Dolly and